Welcome everybody to this new episode of the Women in Tech Spotlight. Um, today I have with me Pearl Obucci. She is a QA engineering lead at Meta. Please like and subscribe to my channel so you won't miss any of the coming episodes. Welcome Pearl. Hi. Nice to have you here with me. Please let's start out by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, hello everyone. Good to be here. Um, I'm Pearl Oguchi and I'm QA engineering lead at Meta. I've been at Meta for about five years now, almost five years. I started out in, in the um, tech industry as a junior tester so many years ago, early mid um, 2000s. And over the years, I've been at different companies, like progressing in the, in, in the career up to a senior tester. And then I've been a manager as well. I've even been a director once. Um, but now I've settled at uh, Meta as a QA engineering lead. Um, I married with three children and a puppy who is asleep right here now. And uh, <laughs> you can't really see him. Um, I also have a side gig as an elected local councillor in um, Hemel Hempstead, the Corum Borough Council. I've only got one year term left <laughs> as I got elected in 2018. Um, so looking looking after um, about 4,000 constituents with, you know, issues around crime and, you know, littering and um, green spaces and so on. Um, yeah, that's, that's okay. it. <laughs> oh, wow. So Pearl, you have a lot going on in your life. So you are in politics, you are in tech, you have a family with three kids and a dog. How do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know, but I, I found that delegating a lot really helps. Um, so I had a nanny for, for a while um, and now the kids are all, the eldest is in secondary school now and the twins are, well, they're about 11, they're 11 years old, almost 12 years old. So they can do most things themselves now. So yeah, I delegate to them now, get them to clean up after me <laughs> and um yeah, I, I guess I try not to stress out too much. Okay, so the kids are now old enough to take off part of the load, which is lovely, I guess. Um, but still, um, being a QA engineering lead at Meta is, comes with a lot of responsibility, I would assume. Tell me what you love about this job and what you do, actually. Well, okay, let's start with what we what I do. So as a QA engineering lead um, at Meta, quality is everyone's responsibility, uh, not just QA's because I've worked in previous places where um, QA was, sorry, quality was QA's responsibility, right? If anything went wrong, QA got the blame. But here it's quite different. Um, everyone has the responsibility of thinking about quality and you know if you find a problem don't wait for QA to come and fix it um, or don't wait for engineers to fix it try and fix it yourself if you can we have a saying that um, um, no problem is someone else's responsibility you know if you see something is broken fix it don't wait for someone else that's pretty much it and what I do is I my work involves a lot of collaboration so um, um, collaboration with engineers, collaboration with the product owner, um, UX um, designers, and so on. We work together 
to build the product. And my role within that is not only to ensure that, you know, we test the product regularly, flush out bugs and things like that, but I also help out with um, implementing quality processes that, you know, people are encouraged to follow. I say encouraged because it's not a must. Um, um, people are encouraged to follow so that whatever we build is, you know, has has been, um, what's the word? It's, it's, well, it's stable, basically. <laughs> whatever we build is, is stable. So this could be, you know, how code is written sometimes, the tests, automated tests that are written, even, um, you know, feed, given feedback during designs and things like that. So it's all, it's all um, a process that starts from the beginning to the end of the life cycle. And when I say the end, after the product has gone out to to users and even beyond. Now, what I like about this um, role is I have the freedom, and it's not just about my role. This is about Meta in general. I have the freedom to carry out my responsibilities in the best way. I know how. So um, I get to um, decide on um, how to approach a particular problem and I get to come up with possible solutions as well. As long as I've got the backing of the team because they're the ones who will be implementing this and they will be, they'll be the ones adopting this, this process. So of course, they've got, to, they've got to agree with it and they've got to back me up. So, um, and also the fact that, you know, um, the role is constantly evolving as well. Um, you're not stuck in um, doing one particular, one particular thing. You get to decide the impact you want to make. So um, very often you need to be able to step outside of your comfort zone and to make that impact. So in doing that, you get to learn a lot and experience different things. So it's not, uh, uh, um, you're not stuck in a rut, basically. That's why I like, that's what I like about the role. That's so interesting because um, what I see is that the job is not just tech and you have this flexibility, but I also feel it's very creative. So you have a lot of room for your, to, to bring in your own personality. And that's something I think a lot of people underestimate when they think about roles in tech. You know, the picture we have in our head is about, you know, sitting in front of the computer and maybe coding. But what you described is something that's very communicative and also very creative, right? Absolutely. I mean, um, we all get direction right like we get direction from the top saying okay this is how this is our mission okay this is the kind of product we want to build right so it's all vague and all of that and then the product team will decide on how they want to build that what they're going to build to achieve that mission and and so on so <clears throat> there's a lot of creativity involved even with me my own um how I how I have to be creative is figure out the best. <laughs> sorry, <coughs> I need to be able to figure out the best way to collaborate with these teams as well because they're um, they've got their own um, they've got their own roles they've got their own mission their own agenda as well so I've got to be able to tie my goals into theirs as well. I've got to think of ways to do that. And because we're all working together towards a common goal, um, I'll, I'll have to think about, okay, how can I unblock 
these folks? How can I make sure that the quality of the product they're building withstands um, the pressures of when it goes out there, mm -hmm. you know? So then I can think, okay, maybe I can speak to each person and figure out what the biggest quality pain point that they think there is or what is stopping them from doing particular things and all of that. Then I have to come up with ideas about how to solve these problems, you know, so that's where the creativity comes in. Um, yeah, sometimes um, I, I, I'm when I'm sleeping at night and wait, I just wake up and it's like, oh my god, I know how to fix that, you know, things like that. So it's always um, you're always constantly thinking about how to, you know, make that impact in your team. You know, there's one thing I was thinking about when you told me about how, you know, you just get this mission and then you have to make it come to life and how you do that is, is part of the creative process of all of you people involved in, in creating this product. And that reminds me of a topic that's very close to my heart and is the whole diversity. Oh, sorry. Can you hear the wind? <laughs> I can hear it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's crazy outside. <laughs> sorry. But that's fine. So what I was saying, um, there is this whole topic around uh, diversity in tech that's very dear to my heart, because as you just described, there is this uh, process of creating a product where all of you chime in and you bring your different viewpoints and the end product is actually a representation of the people. That's right. There is a mission. And for me, this is the reason why it's so important to have different bring our viewpoints into the technology, right? Yes, absolutely. And um, this is why diversity is very important within a team. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want the same people with people with the same interests, the same backgrounds mm -hmm. um, to build build a product because you know it'll exclude a lot of people. I mean, Meta, we 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 cater to billions of people. So they're not only one set of people as traditional um, tech companies might cater to, or even if it was like, I don't know, all those years ago where um, the, the people who built this product were from a very limited um, set of um, backgrounds. Um, but if you're catering to this large number of people or a product that's used by, you know, loads of people from around the world, you need to have um, different perspectives, you know, and I'm not just talking about race or um, gender. I'm talking about socioeconomic background. I'm talking about um, uh, people who have lived in different parts of the world, people who, you know, are open and had so much, so much experience because bringing all of this together, you will see that your product is um, eventually, you know, going to be enjoyed by lots because they will, people who are using the products will see themselves in that. And that's what keeps bringing people back together. So for example, um, and I would say um, the Facebook app because I'm, I'm, I use it a lot and not, not because I work there, but even before I started working there, I was using it quite a lot as well. And I found that uh, a lot of the features are very, very useful for me and the, the, the main thing I use about that feature is groups. I find groups to be one of the best features within that because it makes me interact with people from all over the world. And a lot of the things I've learned recently, when I say recently, I would say in the last four years or so, is from groups, it's from interacting with people from, you know, all these groups, um, 
um, from, from all over the world. And because we have such a diverse um, set of people within these groups, you know, the, the tools that have been built in there, you know, the, 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 the way um, that admins are able to manage these groups, you know, come from, stem from this, you know, stem from the, the fact that, you know, the group has to cater for so many people. So it's really, really important that, um, that, you know, teams are diverse to cater for the, um, the wide array of audiences. I think this is also a good example of how companies are more successful when they have uh, this diverse teams because they build the solutions um, that cater to all these different groups and age groups, genders, cultural groups, religions, and all that. And this brings me to my topic on why we want to have uh, more women in tech to make sure that they're represented. And it also brings me to a question I wanted to ask you, did you always know you wanted to be in tech or is this something that happened to you? Um, tell me. I think it just happened to me. Mm -hmm. um, Growing up, I really had no idea about what I wanted to do. At one point, I thought I wanted to be a journalist. And then I discovered I didn't really like to write and I wasn't that creative. And then I got my, my degree in media communications. And it was only like um, three or four years after my degree, I stumbled into tech. And I realized that I'm a geek at heart. I mean, I'm not overly technical. I don't know how to code, but I do love technology. So um, this is why I've stayed on for so long. Um, and I want to like go as far as I, as I can in my career. I mean, I've thought about all the different careers I could, I could uh, move on to from QA, but then I thought, you know what, I'm already enjoying what I'm doing. The best thing I do is I'm, I'm old as well. So I've only got a few more, couple of decades at the very least left in my career. So let me go as far as I can in the, in the QA field um, at the very least try and change the perception people have about QA. Um, I think that's the least I can do. And um, everything was just accidental and I'm glad it, it happened that way. Interesting that so many of us women actually stumble into tech and it's not something we set out to do. I'm one of those women as well. And what I also love is that not only do you enjoy being in tech, you also try to bring more diversity into tech, not just women, but especially black women. You, have, you talked about Facebook groups and that reminded me that the way I found you was through this Black Women in Tech group that you actually uh, founded. Tell me a little bit more about what you intended to do with that and how it, um, how it progressed. <laughs> right, so um, when I started in tech all those years ago, um, I would say that I barely worked with any women. I think I, I worked with, um, and I've been in, in, in the industry for about at least 15 years, um, so I barely worked with them, maybe two or three, no black women, and maybe two black men in tech. Everyone else was just, a, you know, a white bloke, just, you know, in the engineering team. It was only when I came to, um, to Meta, Facebook at that time, I remember, if I remember my first day, I, I, I just sat on my desk for the first time, I looked around, and then I saw these women in the um, where the engineers sit, and I thought, "Oh my God, look at these women! Wow, I've never seen so many women." And there were about five of them, 
you know, which is way more than I had ever seen in my career in, in, in one place. So I was really, really in awe. Um, we do have so many more female engineers now, which is good. But at that time, it was like, I like, I, it was jaw opening. Um, so um, over time, as I was working there, I, I realized that, hang on, we don't have that many black faces here. We've got to do something about it. And this is one of the things I, I love about working at Meta. Um, every, like I, I mentioned before that no problem is someone else's. You know, if you see a problem, fix it yourself. And I'm so lucky that we are in a position where, you know, employees can take charge and solve problems. So um, because of all the um, employee resource groups and, you know, things and tools, resources that encourage all the employees to build community inside the company and outside the company as well, um, I thought, okay, let me start this group you know first of all I, I didn't think about starting the group i went on to to facebook and i started searching i thought um there are not that many very 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 few black women in tech so i thought okay let me just you know see if i can join a network and meet other black women and um i searched nothing came up and i looked at linkedin and all of that there weren't that there wasn't really that um much of a community i thought okay let me create this group but before i did that i talked to a lot of people because i'm not very um social i well i am social but i don't i don't build things you know so um i i after getting some advice i created the group and shared it about just spread the word um, some people joined, you know, but it was very, very quiet. But I was a bit scared, like, oh, my God, nobody's talking in my group or nobody's joining in my group. But after so, you know, after several months, you know, lots of people started joining and the group just sprung to life. Don't ask me how. I don't know. I didn't do any marketing or anything. I just let it run its natural course. And most of the people who join are through organic um, ways. They just search for a group and join it. I don't have to do anything. So I'm, I'm lucky. Um, the group is about 6,000 um, mostly black women in there. I say mostly because it's got allies in there. Um, when I say allies, I'm talking about people that can help um you know, the black women in the in the group you know um, advance their careers or join the tech industry so i'm talking about recruiters or training coaches and all of that i started the group to help black women connect into tech and to also um, give others who always thought about joining tech but it seemed like so far-fetched like oh my god you've got to be a mathematical genius to join to be in tech and all of that to show them that it's not that complicated you know and um, so, yeah, it's evolved way more than I, I ever, ever thought it would. And then constantly seeing all those posts every day about, you know, people announcing that they finally got their foot in the door. And, you know, it's just so nice to, to read and makes me feel like, OK, great. You have if you leave this world today, at least you have, you know, left a small footprint, you know, so which is good. <laughs> it's inspiring to see the women in the group, uh, you know, uh, growing and, and helping each other and all these things. So, yeah, I'm, I totally uh, agree with you. And, you know, I think you just found like an opportunity that was there, that there was something missing and that was a group for 
black women who wanted to go into tech and you created the space and that's why they're coming and you don't have to do anything right absolutely i mean the intention was for me to do as little as possible i see the admins of other group um you know working so hard to like keep the quality of the group and make sure that people behave themselves and you know nobody's bullied and all of that i'm so lucky that i haven't had to do all of that yet but the purpose of this platform in my mind was just give them the space like let them run it and then i would be at the background just making sure everything is you know still professional and calm and you know nobody nothing gets out of hand but um in terms of you know just letting the women like just run through as long as it's tech related and you know the odd gossip here and there keep the group interesting it's totally fine <laughs> Yeah, so um, you talked a little bit about how it was years ago when we joined tech and we found that we were the only women in a room full of white men. Um, so tell me a little bit about the obstacles you overcame to get into this position, if you'd like to talk about that, not necessarily obstacles, but your strategies to be successful in this situation. Right. So um, I grew up in the 90s. And by the time I was a teenager, like 16, 17, the internet was had just become accessible to a few people. And so the idea of tech was almost unknown to most people, right? And only those who could afford phones um, could. Um, and then phones were just a tool to call and text people. Um, and then we had the likes of, you know, Yahoo Mail and web crawler browser and all of that. So I, I didn't even know how to use these tools, you know. <clears throat> so the idea was so far-fetched. Um, I tech was not even in my mind, like having a career, I just thought that, you know, you had to be a genius in mathematics and I hated maths, you know, so struck that off completely. Um, it was much later on, I, I, I got a job as a customer service rep for an online gaming company. And occasionally they would ask us to, you know, test, I didn't know it was called testing then, they'd ask us to test new features that want to that that are um uh, that they want to release and this was like in the very 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 early days of multiplayer role-playing games you know um it, this this game led the led the way for games like fortnite and um, all those other games that people enjoy today um so i did i tested it and um you know and that that was my introduction to software testing and I thought, okay, this is quite interesting. Maybe I need to learn more. So I just started researching a bit. I had no idea because I, I had no idea what I was doing when I was testing. I just checked that things worked. Mm -hmm. um, it was much later on during my research um, that I figured out the different techniques to learn how to test and you know the kinds of things you should be thinking about and how to report issues and things like that. So I, I also decided to um, take a certification. <coughs> At then it was called the um, ICEP exam, which is a software um, uh, software testing certification um, being hosted by the British Computer Society. And people who took this were like, you know, if you passed it, you got your certificate, then you were a qualified software tester. I took the I took the exam and I failed. Bare, like I barely made it. So 
practically failed. <laughs> but then I thought, okay, I can't put myself through all that again. So um, I I just said, do you know what? I The exam has taught me a lot about it. So I'll just go ahead and apply for jobs. So um, in, my, in my CV, I just put, I had knowledge <laughs> of... <laughs> I said, you know, I didn't pass, but I do have knowledge because of all the studying I did, you know, given examples about, you know, all these testing situations when you put yourself in like, you know, and how you would solve those problems in, in my CV. And then um, eventually after applying for a few roles, I got, got myself a contract role as a junior tester, which was fair enough because I had no experience or so junior very well. And that's how I, I got got the role. Um, when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. But um, after I, I learned on the job um, and, you know, expanded my experience. Mm -hmm. And over the years, you know, I did a lot of contract roles, a few permanent positions as well before I found myself here at Meta all those years later. So that's how I got into tech. Um, it's not, um, it's very different. I think it was a very, 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 very different time back then. Um, so I, even then when, um, because a lot of people I knew who were taking, doing contracts in like, you know, um, testing and, um, IT roles generally, it was pretty straightforward to get a role. You know, you have a phone interview and they tell you to come, come the next day, like start next week or start the next day. You didn't have to go there and prove yourself because it was still at that time, it wasn't a, an oversubscribed, um, um, industry, right? So the talent was like very well needed back then. So things have changed now. So the methods are a little bit different. You see a lot of people, you know, getting certifications and trying to um, get experience off the books. So rather than um, getting experience in the company, they would go and, you know, for example, take an engineer, they would go and build an app by themselves, you know, to practice them practice their coding skills, and at the same time, have a portfolio that they can show potential interviewers what they can do. So it's a lot, it's changed a lot now, but yeah, that was, that was my experience. I don't know about prejudices um, yet, because um, then I was young, naive. Um, I was a young girl who only came to the country for you know, I haven't been there that long. So my experiences about racism and prejudices was non-existent really. So if some, if I, if, if there was um, any prejudice along the line, I, it, I was totally oblivious to it because I didn't know what it looked like. So I suppose this is something most people because I also grew up in Nigeria and coming here, I never really I couldn't tell you if I experienced racism because I yeah <laughs> absolutely and that is definitely helpful in a, a situation where you are the only one like in tech as a black woman because yeah. you think about these things as much more. yeah. Yeah. I did. I, I do tell you that trying to fit in was a bit different because, you know, it was the man versus woman <laughs> thing. I did 
try, you know, because I was surrounded by men and, you know, putting the extra effort, like when, when they're chatting and talking, you know, try to chime in with your very little tiny knowledge of football, for example, or when they talk about games and girls, you know, try to be one of the, oh God, it was painful. It was painful. Yeah, so it's watch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. That's true. That's true. Trying to fit into the group, trying to understand, to talk about um, cars and, you know, things you don't, might not actually care that much about. Yeah, exactly. Conversation. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> so, uh, Pearl, this is um, such an interesting journey that you have taken, and I love it. And now, from what you learned throughout those years, is there anything you would like to tell young women, like maybe a strategy, or the, a motto, or just a recommendation of how they can be successful? I would say, number one, and this is pretty obvious, but <clears throat> it's harder than it sounds. Don't give up. I know it sounds cliched and, and all of that. And trying to get in with the, you know, millions of potential rejections that you'll get, you know, doors being slammed on your face, and, you know, people laughing you off, you know, um, it can be soul destroying, but do not give up you will eventually get that one company that decides to give you a chance. Even if it means um, um, taking a cut in the salary or doing a role that you did not expect to do, do it just to, just to get your foot on the door. And then once, once you've got that foot on the door, you, you are open to a whole load of possibilities that would make your transition a lot easier. So that's the first one. And the second one is, try and be open to any and all opportunities. I know that, you know, some people might think, oh, I want to be an engineer and they just focus on that. And, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard, but if you can, you know, be open to any opportunity, talk to people, get as much information from anywhere you can, just to broaden your, your knowledge and your horizons. A lot of these companies, especially big tech, they always host events to encourage new talents to join. Um, keep on top of those and build your network with those companies who do that. At least they will um, help you in your journey it's it's actually very useful they share a lot of useful knowledge um talk to the recruiters in those events because those those come those events usually have recruiters on the on the standby as well talk to them get their advice like they are recruiters so they know exactly what's needed so their advice is always is always helpful yeah but the main the main thing is don't give up and be open right be open yeah yeah perfect uh, example <laughs> advice here you know don't give up network grow learn and grow it's actually the basis of any good career i think yeah i know it sounds a bit cliche but it is the basics and it's it's very very important that you do that so thank you for sharing with us pearl it was a pleasure talking to you have a good one yeah you too pearl bye-bye